I'm fine. Good. It uh, it was about 92, 95 degrees today, which means it got up to about 102 in my booth. Nice. Um, you know, people pay good money for that. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I was uh, on and off Googling um, uh, symptoms of heat exhaustion and heat stroke. So that was fun. Uh, is Googling symptoms uh, one of the symptoms? Uh, yes. Actually. There you go. It's one of the early signs. There you go. Um, so, hi, Frank Reviews. I'm Harrison. That's Frank. I'll be Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Uh, and special guest appearance by Kathy. Hi, also, Mom. hi, groceries need to come out. Also, Mrs. Frankenstein. Gr- groceries need to come out. Groceries need to come out of the car when you're done. All oh. right, so we're back. Frank Reviews. I'm Harrison. That's Frank. Recap. Um, we've got one of the dogs here in Dog Kennel Recording Studios. Dad, Temple of Doom, go. Uh, it was like, the whole thing was like this Temple of Doom thing, you know? It's, um... It was almost like... They didn't have, like, a whole bunch of characters. Just swing that a little bit closer to your face. There we go. Wow, all right, don't do that again, but yes. they They didn't have, like, a whole bunch of characters. I mean, the whole movie focused around... Uh, Indy, uh, the doll, and the little short guy. The doll. <clears throat> I, don't, I don't know what her name the was. The doll. Kate Capshaw. Character's okay. name is Willie Scott. Willie Scott, okay. Um, and then there was that evil whack job guy with a really nasty looking grin. Uh, uh, all around, yeah. And that was like, that was the total of the character. It was kind of like, uh, you know, like uh, they had a, you know, didn't have a big character budget or something like that. <clears throat> and I... The, and then okay. so much, so much of it was done in. Well, yeah, okay. It's the Temple of Doom. It's the name of the movie. But so much of it was in the temple. I mean, after a while, like you see these guys chanting and bobbling around and doing whack job stuff. You know, it's like, okay, we get it. Move on. You know, move on. And um, uh, so those those were my cons. So I, I, I guess Raiders is constantly moving from place to place. Oh, yeah. Whereas this movie yeah, they're is gone places. Kind of in like three locations. Yeah, and there's lots of lots of characters and, and lots of action and stuff. But this is just the three characters uh, and all these... Uh, uh, Which, like, Short Round is like the epitome of irritating child sidekicks. It's like everything you've ever wanted to not be in like a hero's sidekick is short round yeah but i mean he's 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 reliable he's he's capable he's you know he's he's uh very capable i mean you know he he does uh uh, bruce lee stuff (laughs) to to these adult grown men you know and he's only he's only uh what three three and a half feet tall or something the, the, the the fight sequences in this the action sequences of this i think border just on the wrong side of uh fantastic like the the action in uh raiders of the lost ark it's all you know fairly believable it's out running a giant rock jumping from a horse to a truck this one is just these physics defying minecart chases and indy punching a dude and him flying 20 feet and um yeah, w- wait. Uh, I remind because I can't remember what it was now. But remember when I said, you know what, this movie was believable up till this point. I'm pretty like, sure it was the minecart sailing over a chasm. That's that I'm was pre- it. I'm yeah, 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 sure yeah, yeah. That. Yeah, the 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 cart. I mean, it was it was just like a roller coaster. Yeah, they played that up way too long. I, 
And then, you know, the, there's the good guys are going down one, they, they go to the left, and the bad guys go to the right or whatever. Not. And um, then all of a sudden, they're go, both going parallel, yeah. fighting each other. What the hell? Man, 40 seconds before we actually get in the minecarts, the uh, formerly mind-controlled Maharaji child yes. um, tells uh, Short Round in the most sing-song falsetto uh, voice I've ever heard. I'm not sure if that was just the actor or like a choice they made or what, but he says, to save your life, you must take the right path. And of course, 40 seconds later, Indy goes the left path and it's like, choking. I think it was left, but they went right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, or was it right? Now nah. they go wrong. Now we got to, uh, they go with, wrong. with somebody I, out there, like, uh, uh, text us in or yeah, something, you yeah, know, right in right now. Um, yes, they they went the wrong was. one. They went the wrong one. I I thought it too it was uh, funny. The um the the minecart paths were color coded for your convenience. Yeah. The bad yeah. one was red. The good one was blue. Yeah. Um, I have notes, and I've been trying to name my notes since I started taking them. These are I couldn't decide on notes of doom or temple of notes. Like last week was Raiders of the Lost Notes. Okay. Yeah, see what I'm trying to go for there, yeah. or just. Notes of Doom, I think. Notes of Doom, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Most of these are written down in order. So it kicks off with the fake Paramount logo. In, like, Raiders, they fade from the Paramount Mountain into an actual mountain that has a similar peak shape in it. In this, they fade from the Paramount Mountain just to a metal engraving of the Paramount, the Paramount Mountain. Right in a on a gong. Yeah, and, yeah, we were chipped. Well, the gong played played a big part in the well, opening scene. The gong scene. was pretty cool. But yeah, still, yeah, you feel a little. You, it's if it was like, I always thought if it was zoomed in really close on like a block of ice, even that pulled out in, out of somebody's drink into the. Well, well yeah. yeah, whatever. Yeah, you can when you do the remake. Let's see the the opening dance number, which no other Indiana Jones <laughs> movie has an opening dance number. That was so cool. Was, I mean, it was well choreographed. It must have had fifty dancers in it. You even said it's like you're waiting for Mel Brooks to show. Yeah, up exactly. In spangles and tap yeah, dancing. And, exactly. All you know, tap dancing, all sparkly and stuff. And uh, if you look closely, all of the non-Kate Capshaw dancers that you can tell. You can just tell if you're looking. It's like, oh, they're not Asian. They're just brunettes with yeah, a little extra orange they're, shadow. They're, they're in China, and yet they have 50 Caucasian dancers like it, 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 <clears throat> singing in Chinese, but doing an American, uh, American Broadway uh, uh, dance number. Oh, man. <clears throat> uh, it, yeah, it's well, – yeah. It's an American Broadway dance number, 98% of which is sung in this in Chinese. Yes. Um, let's see what else. Oh, there was that one shot in the dance number where you can tell, like, all of the dancers went <laughs> down in a line into a split. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yes. And then they just reverse the shot and they're all standing back up straight again. It's yeah, like, either that or the, <clears throat> they either reverse the shot or those dancers are... Powerful, powerful thighs. Powerful thighs yes. in the universe. Yeah. Because they just and you got a line got, of them. came straight up from <laughs> a split, like t- thirty of them That's... in sequence. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Uh, let's see. Oh, um, so Indiana Jones shows up in like the uh, the white jacketed tux, which I think is a reference to 
some James Bond movie. I forget yeah. which one, but one of them. Right, and of course, because so, all the bad guys, all the uh, the, the the Chinese gang, uh, the gang lord and stuff like that, they all black black tuxes. Of course, you, know, you got to differentiate. Um, yeah. Uh, Other than the fact that they were clearly Chinese and the one guy was Caucasian, the, you still had to differentiate with the, the black and the white jackets. The only the only James Bond movie I'm thinking of with that outfit is the most recent one, Spectre, which came out like over 30 years after this movie. So it's not a reference to that. James Bond is referencing James Bond. I can't think of it now. What I should have looked that up, but oh well. Um, I did comment how clean-shaven Indiana Jones kind of threw me off. Right. Because you always think of Indiana Jones, he's got the scruff on scruff, him he's yeah. out in the field. But yeah, as you said, it just makes sense that like he was going to a fancy club. Of course yes. he shaved. Yes. Um, and uh, the movie takes place over the course of like four days, so you get the stubble by the end. Yes. Um, I thought that was kind of fun. There, I don't know if you caught it during that fight sequence where Jones is trying to get the antidote. On yes. the floor, and, yes. uh, and uh, what's her face? Uh, Willie is trying to get the diamond. Yes. As the fight is starting, before it's really gotten underway, like, I, um, uh, I, I don't know what they're actually called. I'm calling her, like, a peanut girl, but, like, a girl with, like, one of those, like, right. ballpark Tray. trays, trays. Like, hooked around the back of her yeah. neck. A what? Cigarette girl. Cigarette girl. Cigarette girl, yeah. That's <clears throat> what I was looking for. Peanut girl. All right. Oh, she might have peanuts, too. But, like, she just comes up behind Indy for just, like, she was walking in that direction. Indy spins around and just decks her right in the (laughs) face. I don't think I've ever caught that before. And I'm like, what? She wasn't doing anything. Well, you know. Well, you know, cigarettes are bad for you. I guess. I guess so. In more ways than one. All right. Um, What did you think of... Whatever, uh, wait, whatever happened to the diamond? Uh, it got lost in the ice. Uh, oh, uh, somebody yeah. spills a big bucket of so, ice across yeah. the floor. So nobody gets the gets diamond lost. that's yeah. about the about the size of a a, a pear. Yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, let's see. What did you think of? Um... And you know what? But that I think that same. You know, uh, everybody's running around the dance floor and kicking right, yeah. the diamond right before the the person grabs it. That I think that's been done before in other movies or another right, movie yeah. somewhere um that that same concept yeah I, I don't i'm not sure what or where but I, yeah i mean the, the stuff with like indiana jones and uh james bond indiana jones is basically an action series paying tribute to the action serials of the 30s and 40s right whereas like james bond you can look at a bond movie and think what was popular at that time right. what extreme sport or what weird Olympic thing? Like, I'm shocked Bond, uh, Daniel Craig hasn't done curling yet, <laughs> uh, because of how weirdly popular it's been in the last few Winter Olympics. Yeah, but, yeah Bond would, uh, yeah, yeah, he, macho Bond would look yeah, great doing exactly. curling, like, yes. Uh, um, <laughs> curling look, curling with your mom. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but the opening chase sequence to uh, A View to a Kill, which was Roger Moore's last movie which came out in 1985, he just starts snowboarding. And it's like a, a, a 65-year-old Roger Moore <laughs> snowboarding, and the Beach Boys start playing as he's being shot at. Yeah, like it, that would be like me happening. snowboarding. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's like, you, you know, and you can tell it's so easy in the sequence to tell that it's a stunt double because it's filmed in, like, uh, 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 Norway and... 
I don't think Roger Moore stepped foot outside of England for okay. that movie. It's just sad. What what did you um uh what did you think of uh the plane sequence where uh he's asked if he can fly a plane and he says, No, do you? Uh I don't know what like what okay, well, they could they couldn't fly the plane. So well, yeah, they, it well, was a realization. Maybe it's funny to me, but um I don't know if you know, but Harrison Ford is actually an accomplished pilot. Oh, okay. okay and he no, is actually, know. he like owns his own helicopter and planes okay. and whatever. Because, okay. you know, when you make that much money, why not? But in more of recent years, he's become very well known for inadvertently crashing planes. Oh, nice. With himself still in them and walking away with very few oh, uh, uh, injuries. So it's, yeah, it, like a few years, uh, just a few years ago, um, I, I honestly, I think it was leading up to the release of the first new Star Wars movie. It was all over the news that Ford just crashed this plane in a road somewhere. And it's like, well, wait, wait a minute. He's going to be in the movie, right? What's happening? Hopefully, <laughs> uh, yeah, hopefully it was yeah. after filming, yeah. Him, uh, him, him not knowing how to fly a plane and it crashing just tickled me. Yes. Uh, what did you think of the, uh, the Indian village? Um, <clears throat> What? With its magic rocks, they, yeah, they did. They did do a good job with the poor, depressed, pathetic village in the beginning. It was, oh my God, it was yeah. dark, dark shadows, smoke all over, gray people gray. in shabby, rag clothes, and dirty, and stumbling and and walking around the, uh, the mindlessly. Whole, yeah. The whole village <laughs> seems to be populated exclusively by older women who are just kind of going. Eh. Yes. And then, and then, of course, in, in, in the end, you know, it's beautiful, bright colors, yeah, bright sky, like sunshine, <laughs> yeah, and uh, flowers growing everywhere, and and beautiful, and everything's color, brilliant colors on their clothing and they, stuff. Yeah, they did yeah. their laundry. Yeah, in that day <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> um, I did like that. Uh, so I. Maybe it's just me, but I've always considered this to be, of the original three Jones movies, this is, like, the weakest of the three in terms of, like, Raiders of the Lost Ark. They go after the uh, uh, the Lost Ark of the Covenant. This one, they go after magic rocks right. that they have to keep explaining what they do. And in the third one, they go after the Holy Grail, which, you know, everybody knows what the Holy Grail is. I've always thought and attributed it to... It not being a the the object in question not being a major part of Judeo Christian iconography that everybody can latch onto with minimum exposition. In this, because the movie is being pitched to ostensibly a Western audience, I mean, no, most movies are unfortunately. Right. I I always felt that. The fact that they were in India going after, oh God, they explained it like four times in the movie, and I can't remember now. These these sets of magic stones, the the Shankara stones, that were given to humanity by Shiva, and as a result, they have to explain it like four or five times the significance of these rocks, what they do, what the bad guys' plans are. Etc. 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 And I was also, and then I was thinking during last night's showing, am I just being like uh, 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 Eurocentric in that? I mean, just because that I don't, I wasn't raised with that much exposure to uh, Hinduism. Am I wrong in thinking that that's what makes it like a weaker movie? It. 
Suddenly, yeah, they, well, they. I'm, I'm, I'm suddenly. I didn't catch on that they, on that, that they. Uh oh. Okay, hang on. Before Dad speaks, Mom, Mom, if you want your answer recorded, come in here. I'm coming in. And and get lean into the mic. All right, we have a uh, a uh, cameo a, appearance. A hot take from Kathy Lickner. I know why it was not such a great movie. Okay. Because all the women felt like Indy was cheating on Miriam. Well, no. Ah, I. I don't care. No, no, we no. all felt I'm it. Saying, we all felt I'm it. Just saying. Technically, so Raiders of the Lost Ark takes place in 1936. This one takes place in 1935, and they did that specifically so it wouldn't feel like it too bad. All we right. all felt like all he right, was cheating. All right, all right, noted. I, uh, yeah, that's totally fair. I mean, if you're going to make a quasi tribute to James Bond and you want the whole Bond girl thing, I guess that's a side effect. Did you notice in the last one it was an evil woman? The 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 last, the last crusade. Oh well, okay. Well, we're <laughs> okay. So first things first. I say you you explain your end of things first, and then I'll get into a whole I, I other didn't, thing. I didn't think that they they went into it too much. Well, magic rocks. Well, I mean, when you put three three stones together, everybody keeps saying rocks. There's stones, whatever. Whatever the difference is between a rock and a stone, but yeah. you put the three of them together and they start to glow and they and they have mystical magical powers and stuff. Um, uh, we don't have anything like that in our culture where things are going to be mystical and magical. Well, unless you consider magic boxes that melt Nazis' faces. Yeah. And, you know, unless you consider an immaculate conception and and rising from the dead, you know, as... But those are normal things. Oh, okay. Normal. The the rocks in India, the stones in India were like magical things. So, yeah, it was was harder. Um, Is it just because we've been like brought up with such heavy uh, uh, Western influences and stuff with not that much exposure to stuff like this? That, you know, if that, if that would be one, ex- one explanation. Sure. I mean, you, because you, <clears throat> yeah, you did we, say to me, uh, you said you identify as a Buddhist somewhat recently. So we, yeah, we don't decidedly uh, not we, Western. Westerners don't have difficulty understanding the each Eastern cultures because it's part of their culture, this right. Hinduism or Buddhism, uh, Buddhist uh, concept, um, these spiritual concepts. And, uh, in, you know, in our culture, you know, it's the Judeo-Christian idea and um, it's we have difficulty comprehending uh, the spirituality of the Easterns. Yeah. So I, I always felt like they spent a little too much time on exposition, but I guess for a Western audience, that's necessary for this movie. I mean, looking back at it, it's still a really fun movie, even if it is uh, a little quest for Jesus. We haven't even talked about the brown face that I realized was in the movie yet. What? Do you want to talk about, well, blackface, but it's not uh, African centric. Uh, uh, I think the, the nomenclature is brown face. I am willing to be corrected on that. Well, it, Indians stop? are yeah, the Indians are brown. Right. Okay. Yes. Right. Yes. So, brown brown folk. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay. So, in the last movie, Raiders of the Lost Ark, um, he's just known as, I believe, first mechanic. 
but the great big giant strapping bald guy that comes out and fights Indy while he's on the plane and essentially beats Indy until he is chopped up by a propeller. Yes. That guy is played by a guy named Pat Roach. Okay. So first off, yes, they brought him back for this movie. Oh, he was the big. He was he the was great the big giant guy, in, big big Indian guy yeah. that was real. Yeah, that was big monster muscular guy. Pat oh, no Roach kidding. Is not Indian. Okay, well, so you they can't made him jump up from pa- playing a Nazi to yeah they, <clears throat> they, he, they to a, to a white supremacist uh, uh, into a brown a now, brown guy. Normally, I would say that that shows range in an actor to be able to play both like a Nazi and like but the the example that I hear a lot is um uh, uh Kingsley. Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley. He has played both Nazi, Jew, and also Hattrick. He's played Mahatma Gandhi. Yes. Uh, because he's of like, I, 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 I should probably uh, look this up before just saying it and possibly uh, being uh, uh, liable, but whatever. Culturally uh, rude. Yeah, well, um, I want to say that uh, Sir Ben Kingsley has been um, intentionally mum on what his parents' heritage is. Yeah, okay. So he can kind he exists in this weird racial quantum yeah. state. So he can be anything yes. for my next trick, which he's a terrific actor. All right. Yeah, uh, you know, <clears throat> I was I was thinking, okay, well, the actor is, is Caucasian, right? Yeah. Ooh, yes. <clears throat> okay. So. And so, you know, big deal. So they make him into a, a brown guy. But then I'm thinking... They wouldn't take a Caucasian and make him into a black guy. Yeah, exactly. So it's they like, would get a black guy, they actor. Would just get a, I understand the gag they were going for, right down to him dying in a pretty gruesome way. Like oh yeah, that was nasty. And yeah, rock tumbler. He thing. got yeah, he got ground I, up. I understand the gag they were trying to go for, but I'm like, just like you've established that you're a crazy cult bent on conquering the world. Why can't you just? Happen to have a white guy. If you st- if you want so badly for this actor to play the part of the big burly henchman, why don't you just let him grow his beard out and not bother painting yeah. him? Why? And not d- don't even say yeah. whether he's black or white it's, or it's, brown or whatever, and just have him the, do it. Like why why even bother? It seems so pointless. But he did have like heavy makeup and, and stuff, and uh, I think mm-hmm. that's kind of. Part and yeah. parcel of yeah. the, uh, the blackface. Interesting. Really. But yeah. Interesting. So it's like, I appreciate that they brought him back. I don't appreciate the execution. Well, in what was it, 85? This 84. Was, came out? 84. Yeah. So uh, we weren't as sensitive to this at that yeah. time. Although, I mean, you know, so, but yeah, but you couldn't do blackface in 84, but you could do brownface. Yeah, exactly. So Interesting. It's, like, it's, it's, you see it in. A franchise that you love, and i.e. you just kind of go a little bonkers trying to make that yeah. right in your head. And the best you can say is that's just how we were at the time, unfortunately. Yeah. So, ben, whoop. King, ben, whoop. Kingsley ben Kingsley was born. His oh. name was Krishna. Right, Krishna. Nope. Mom's gonna Google it. Ooh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna we're do finding out about. We're finding out about Ben Kingsley's birth name. Ben Kingsley. Nope, it gave me birthday memes about Ben Kingsley. All right, well, that was useless. Mom, say that one more time. Bunny Banja. Banja. Okay. So I don't think he's, um, has English in his blood. 
You, you don't. He was born in England. Okay, though. so what you're saying is well, that sounds around these parts. That sounds Asian, Indian. Indian is Asia. What is it? Southeastern Asia? I I can't keep track of all this. I'm very tired. As I said at the beginning of this recording, it was 102 degrees in my booth today. Please take busy. Yes, tiny violin. Tiny, tiny. I will overlay a tiny violin into this portion. Um, So there's that. Oh, I closed my notes. Uh, Oh! His mother was English. Okay, so so that's from our man in the front, Kathy Lickner. Uh, what, <laughs> I think I said at one point, and I'm pretty sure this is right. His mother so, was a hamster. <laughs> <laughs> and his father smelt of elderberries. Um, goosh, 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 goosh. Uh, forgot her name. Willie uh, Farrah, Farrah Fawcett. Kit. Girl. Blonde girl. Blonde girl. Blonde the doll. The doll. Uh, Willie Scott suddenly lost Kate Capshaw. There it is. She has Farrah Fawcett hair throughout most of the movie. Well, that was eighties. Fairly big in the eighties, but not nineteen thirty-five. Oh well, that's a good point. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, I've always referred to this movie as peak Harrison Ford because he spends a lot of time with his shirt off, and he just looks really, really good. Yeah. What yeah. Did he- you, what did you think of? Uh, yeah, it was it was interesting to see him do like a, a whole uh, uh, scene with you know uh, topless, so to speak. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, well built in his early middle age, whatever. Um, Mid thirties, I want to say. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, that was kind of unusual because uh, typically he's wearing a suit and tie in his movies or something, or or his Indiana Jones outfit or yeah, something. I don't think yeah. he's done too many shirtless scenes since, but uh, yeah, yeah, I don't. Um, know. What else do I have in terms of notes? Uh, last thing on here that I, we haven't talked about. <laughs> after um, after the whole bridge sequence, when they've when the bridge has been chopped in half, and Indy and Mola Ram are still clinging to the side of the bridge on the 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 cliff face, and they're being sh- arrows are being shot at them from the other side <laughs> of the ravine. Yes, um, and all of that goes away when all of a sudden. The British Imperial <laughs> forces appear seemingly out of nowhere yes. with rifles. Yes. And it just in wanders into frame, who was introduced 45 minutes earlier in the movie for 40 seconds. The uh, most generic, like, white mustachioed. Uh, I, I, I'm picturing him in my head with a monocle, although I don't think he was wearing a no, monocle. No. But it was like, uh, don't worry, imperialism will save the day yes. with our yes. guns. The the British uh, general colonel, whatever, uh, yeah, you know, whatever know. he was. Yeah. <clears throat> um, interesting, too, that this, this ravine, you know, is like a small, um, um, oh, what do you call it, uh, the, that big gully out west. The Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon, yes. <laughs> it was like a, it was like a small Grand. It was like a small Grand Canyon, and and yet the the British soldiers, well, they weren't British soldiers; they were uh, Indian, uh, British trained. But they show up on one side of the ravine, and then they show up on the other side of the ravine. And I'm thinking, what the hell did they need the bridge for? You know, I, how, how did everybody get on both sides of the ravine? Um, I do know just from the DVD bonus features that Steven Spielberg, director, absolutely refused to cross this bridge despite it being built 
for people to walk on it safely. I mean, for movie, you know, right. better business practices and standards and OSHA and all that fun stuff. He absolutely refused to set foot on the bridge. So every time he needed to change direction, he would have to drive. I want to say it was a half hour drive around to the other side of the canyon. Um, I'll have to look that up, but yeah, it's, uh, but, but the British, uh, showed up on both sides Yeah, uh, and yet this, Jones. yet they, they had to have the, um, yeah, um, um, British colonialism saves the day. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. All right. Hooray. Imperialism. Long live the empire. Oh, good. Um, that's it for my the notes. Part, one part, oh, no, okay. Indy, Indy had... Harrison Ford had a couple of different um, quick shots of facial expression that was kind of really kind of comical. Oh, my God. Thank you for bringing it up. Yeah. Um, yes. I the, will splice in a sound effect right here. That is Indiana Jones reacting to a punch, and it never fails to make me laugh hysterically. <laughs> Just what is that? Yes. Yeah. He gets... He's been getting punched by Pat Roach for a minute or so, and, and he just goes, it's like, it, it sounds like a pterodactyl who forgot his asthma inhaler. It, it's just amazing. I'm, I'm talking about the facial expressions when, okay, he, yeah, yeah. when he peeks through, when he peeks through the little <laughs> st- hole in the stone right. to tell the doll to pull the lever. The uh, I mean, his facial expression right. is just so... So, um, uh, um, that's funny. That's a funny. great, like, standalone gif I've seen yes. on the internet of him saying, We are going to die. Yes. We are going to die. And then at the end of it, they do the text at the bottom of the screen, but then it's punctuated with a little frowny face emoji. Okay. As he does the, the, his own frowny face, I guess. Um, um there was another time <laughs> where, uh, uh, Willie said something to him. She was standing behind him, and he spins around and yeah. looks like spins, like really, really accidentally right. okay. spins around and looks right at her. It's it's like right after he gets his hat back, and she says, "We're let's get out of here." And he just does this dramatic whip turn. Yes. Yeah, all of us. Like yes, big action hero movie moment, yes. but like. It, really? It, it was right. just really comical. You couldn't really do comical. some of that with camera work? You had to show it all? Really all comical. Right. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's really all of my notes. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to mention? No. Nah, uh, kind of draggy in the center. Too much Temple of Doom. Uh, too much. I mean, they could have cut 50% of that Temple of Doom crap out. And 50% of, 75% of the uh, the little boxcar chase on the tracks, the little coal cars or whatever they were. Indiana Jones and the Moros Indian Village. Yes. Um, And uh, I don't know, throwing something else in, but, you know, maybe an intermission or something like that. uh, Well, uh, well, next week we're doing uh, Last Crusade. We're polishing off the trilogy. Yes. Uh, How much do you remember of, I'm assuming you remember at least one key thing based on how you just said yes. Oh, his father shows up. His father shows up. That's right. Yes. So uh, yeah, they based the series on James Bond, and they got James Bond to play his dad. Yes. Which uh, I love it so yeah. much. I'm, that's my favorite of the three. I'm so excited for it. Yeah, and uh, and they and they beat up on more Nazis. Which hey, great oh, pastime. 
Nazis out there, sorry, but you know, you really suck. I am I, I am going to make a and I want you and our listeners to hold me to it. I'm going to make a incredibly controversial statement next week, and I am fully prepared to back it up. Okay. Uh, so yeah, uh, tantalizing teaser for next week for the eight people that listen. Uh, okay. In the middle of all these protests going on, please again stay safe. Wear a face mask. The coronavirus is down, but not out. Uh, we're we're getting ready to see some spikes thanks to the uh, Memorial Day picnics people were having a few weeks ago. Yes. And it's going to be blamed on the protesting, yes. which is fun. Um, uh, based on the news that I saw before I came over here, keep decapitating statues of Christopher Columbus. Nice. That's hilarious. Yes. I love that. Keep defacing uh, 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 racist statues. It's uh, fantastic. Uh, and from what I understand, given some... Uh, metallurgy that I fell into a thread on Twitter yesterday. Most uh, metal statues, if you dump a decent amount of, say, extremely uh, uh, potent salt water, even something as simple as salt water on them, it will not take immediate effect, but it will cause irreversible damage to the metal of the statue that will rot it away uh, uh, given enough time, so, you know, a hammer, a hammer will do a good job too. Yeah, but if you're in a short-term pinch, yeah, hammer or a battery-operated um, angle grinder—that's my personal weapon of choice these okay. days. Uh, de- uh, otherwise, I'm a uh, HD Lickner on Twitter. Uh, also, Pod underscore Frank. I gotta start utilizing that more. Dad, you want to take us out? Yes. Uh, white silence is white violence. Go out and do something with your lives. Make a change. Make a change in the world. Uh, You got a big chance. Uh, We need help. Uh, Be part of the solution. The revolution. Going to die.